From what's on to what matters, it's Tracy Mack on Newcastle in the Morning, only on Newcastle Live. Welcome back to the program. You're with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. The NIB Group has launched its Innovate Reconciliation Action Plan and announced some considerable support that goes around that. They've also announced their support for the Uluru Statement from the Heart. Joining me on the line now to speak about it a little bit further is Group Head of Community and Executive Officer at the NIB Foundation. Good morning and welcome, Amy Tribe. Good morning, Tracy. Now tell me a little bit, before we, we go right into the specifics of this, explain to me what a Reconciliation Action Plan is and why organisations are, are doing this these days. I think the reason this is important um, is that in Australia, reconciliation is really about strengthening the relationships between Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people who make up 3% of our population and non-Indigenous people. So it's about the steps that we can all take um, as businesses and as as individuals to create a more just and equitable country um, where a First Nations child born today has the same life chances and choices and where the length and quality of that child's life is not determined by their racial background. Um, So this is what the Reconciliation Action Plan Program or RAP Program Mm -hmm. um, is all about. So the RAP Program... It really is incredible, isn't it, to to think that because of the colour of your skin or because of where you're born, that it still affects your health. I mean, in this, in 2022, that still astounds me. Absolutely, yep. So, you know, the sentiment of the Uluru Statement from the Heart and, you know, Reconciliation and the RAP Programme more widely aligns really closely with our vision um, for reconciliation and for better health at NIB. So we're really all about First Nations people enjoying better health and wellbeing and giving First Nations people a voice in their health care is really crucial um, to achieving that. Self-determination really is is what Mm. we talk about here. It's the key to enabling First Nations people to take control of the factors that impact their health, things like education, employment, economic prosperity, and of course, healthcare. So, you know, as a company, um, we really believe in supporting this issue and hope to see change. And it really does sound, uh, you know, on the surface, you go, well, hang on a second, why is a health fund wanting to, you know, to look after this area? But it makes perfect sense, doesn't it? If you've got healthier members, you've got a healthier community, you have less reliance on uh, on needing to go in and uh, and have these continual hospital visits or, or specialist visits. It's all about prevention, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, it is all about prevention. And I think, um, you know, our Awabical partnership is probably um, a really good example of that, Tracy. So, um, you know, we're fortunate to enjoy a really close relationship with um, Awabical, the local Aboriginal medical service here in Newcastle. We've partnered with them for several years now. Um, our foundation supports a number of their community health initiatives that help foster a really strong cultural connections in the community and at the same time link First Nations people in Newcastle with the Wobbicles Excellent Health and, and other services. Um, so for us as a company, um, we've also sponsored a Wobbicles NAIDOC Week celebrations and provided volunteers from our NIB Give program to help at these key events on the cultural calendar. And Awabakal have been really generous with their guidance um, of us as a company, mm-hmm. as cultural advisors, helping us with things like reviewing our wrap and speaking on a panel at our employee event. Um, so it's really a true partnership and one that we value very highly as a, 
a fellow health organisation here in Newcastle. And look, I suppose that leads perfectly into uh, into my next question, which is, you know, you spent a, a considerable amount of time, you spent two years on uh, on getting this plan to, to where it is today. What kind of, uh, of influence have, have you had and, and who have you been speaking to to make sure that this is actually what the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander community requires and not just handing them something that we think they want? That's an excellent question, um, Tracy. And, you know, it's very much what self-determination and reconciliation is all about. So we've done um, ongoing stakeholder consultations with um, groups here in Newcastle and, of course, you know, NIB is a national country, a national um, uh, business. So uh, groups across the country that we've spoken to, um, we have cultural advisors, We've spoken to our First Nations employees within our business um, and to our um, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander uh, businesses and partners that we work with, and they've helped inform um, the process of what they want to see NIB doing as part of our wrap. Um, and so that, that's formed a really you know, strong part of that. And the things we hear from them um, are some of the... You know, we have 76 actions in our new Innovate Wrap, um, they're really about how we show up for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as an employer and a workplace, but also as a supplier and a purchaser and a health partner. What was I can this? talk about some of the things that we've done, if you like. Yeah, let's... Um, what were some of the strongest messages that came out of that consultation? So I think it's really about how... Um, businesses and actually indeed all of us as individuals can um, identify our sphere of influence um, and where we can make the most difference and then focus on that. Um, so for us, um, you will notice in our um, in our reconciliation action plan that and our statement that it talks about our role as an advocate. Um, the last sentence in our position on the Uluru Statement from the Heart talks about how we will continue to advocate alongside First Nations stakeholders and encourage communities, partners, suppliers, members and travellers to join us in our support. So as a large company, we have quite, you know, a large sphere of influence mm. and it's about how we can, as we lead into um, a referendum and a vote, how we can make sure that we're doing our bit to ensure that the Australian population is really ready to make an informed choice um, around this matter. So what are some of the things that you're going to implement? I mean, you, you mentioned that you've spoken with suppliers. What are some of the things that you're going to implement uh, as part of this wrap? Um, so I guess a really fundamental one is um, making sure that all of our uh, 1,500-odd people across NIB have completed cultural awareness training. We have mm. done our first steps in that and we're continuing to develop our cultural learning calendar. We've also got a strong relationships guide that sets out how we work with First Nations stakeholders in a culturally competent way, which is really important. Mm. We're looking at all of our policies, things like our anti-discrimination policies and making sure that we've educated our leaders in the business about the impacts of racism. Um, we're also working really hard to ensure our workplace is culturally safe and that we're able to foster employment outcomes for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people within our NIB business. And we're also a member of Supply Nation, um, which is a fantastic um, tool for helping us support Aboriginal businesses through our procurement practices. 
Um, and I guess lastly, and really importantly, fundamental to our business um, is ensuring that our health and travel products and policies and our customer care is culturally safe and relevant and equitable. So that they're kind of the main mm. focus areas of our RAP. Is there anything specifically or, or different to uh, to the normal NIB member that you need to be able to offer to uh, to First Nations people? Is there anything specifically that uh, that you need to uh, tweak or to play with to make sure that that these groups are looked after? Well, I think again, it comes down to ensuring um, you know cultural cultural competency in the people that are dealing with our First Nations stakeholders, and that um, First Nations people feel um, that. The, the services um, and the products that they're looking at are culturally safe. Um, and, you know, key to that is making sure that we listen to our Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander stakeholders and that their views inform those products and policies. I mean, that is the biggest thing, isn't it, that uh, that you always hear whenever you're talking about rap or, or inclusiveness, the fact that uh, we seem to tell our First Nations people, what they need. Don't ask. So this is this is something really, it's something that NIB really should be congratulated on, as you said, your, your relationship with the Awabakal people. But, uh, you know, the fact that you have gone out and you've, you've really got your stakeholders, you know, support and people to actually tell you what they want, that, I mean, it's it sounds simple, but it, it's not so simple for a lot of organisations, is it? No, absolutely not. And um, we've, you know... We've been reflecting for two years now, um, doing a lot of work to kind of understand what this means for us mm-hmm. at NIB. Um, and, you know, one of the really nice things about the RAP program, it is this structured framework to help businesses think about what reconciliation means in their workplace um, and things that are relevant to their business, but also encourages you to um, support other businesses that are kind of earlier in that journey. So we were very fortunate to be helped by, you know, a number of of local organisations here that were a bit ahead of us in their um, reconciliation journey and we're now um, in a fortunate position to be able to share that with others. So I'm very happy for any any local businesses to reach out to us at NIB if they're wanting to learn more about the RAP program and what they can do. The NIB Foundation, it's contributed a million dollars already to the Aboriginal Health Partnerships Program and uh, that supports community-led organisations. What kind of things have uh, have come out of that uh, that support? So one of the good local examples, Tracy, is uh, our partnership with Awabakul and we've done a number of things there as a youth leadership camp and we've also um, supported their community sponsorship program. But I think the one that... Um, if I can say is my favourite, is probably the baby welcome ceremonies that we um, were able to support earlier this year. So this program had been on hold for quite a few years um, during the pandemic. So coming out of COVID, it was really important for a Wobbacool to be able to um, celebrate this important um, event on the cultural calendar. More than 200 families um came to the four ceremonies that were held across Newcastle, Lake Macquarie, Raymond Terrace and Maitland. And babies were introduced to the community and to the and to elders. So the elders welcomed them to the land. And this is so important in creating that sense of identity and belonging right from the start. Um, and also from a health perspective, a really important way for First Nations families to get to know and trust Awabakul as mm. the largest provider of infant and maternal health care 
for First Nations people in the Hunter region. So got that really important cultural connection, mm. but the health piece as well. This is why um, reconciliation is so important and why it's everybody's business. It really is. A really big congratulations, Amy. It uh, It is incredible that uh, that such an organisation as NIB and such a powerhouse here in Newcastle and the Hunter, the fact that you are really taking the front foot on this and really leading the industry, it is great to see. Congratulations, and I can't wait to see it, uh, it all roll out. Thanks so much, Tracy, for talking to us about this exciting milestone um, in our reconciliation journey. My pleasure. That is the Group Head of Community and Executive Officer of the NIB Foundation, Amy Tribe. You're with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. Newcastle Live Radio.